What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for week 13 of the NFL season here with Hit the Books podcast. We're excited to bring you all the picks and hits this week. Let's throw it down to Tyler Huffnagel. What's going on, Tyler? What's going on, everyone? Happy to be back another week. Um, see what we can do here coming in week 13. A lot of picks this week. Awesome. Take it away, Mackie. Yeah, we got a nice slate this week. Excited to get going. All right. And without further ado, let's jump right in. Thursday night, Dallas Cowboys at the New Orleans Saints. We have the Cowboys favorited at minus five, the money line at 210, and the over-under at 47.5. What do you guys think about this one? Uh, I don't really have too much to say about this one. Right now, I don't really like this spread. I'm pro- I'd probably lean towards Dallas as the team that's uh, been covering this season. They, uh, they've been having a lot of COVID issues this past couple weeks, or this past week per se. Um, getting minus five going into New Orleans. New Orleans got Taysom Hill starting with Simeon. What does he have, COVID, or is he hurt? I don't know. I think it was a foot injury. Yeah. Uh, Taysom Hill starting for the Saints. Um, I don't know. I just don't have too much confidence given the Saints. Too, yeah, too much confidence given the Saints plus five here in this situation. Uh, game in a dome. Thursday night football. Give me the uh, give me the Cowboys minus five. I could see them winning this game by six. Yeah, and the Cowboys got Amari Cooper back this week. They got CD Lamb. They got uh, Demarcus Lawrence, they're all back this week, so they're looking a little healthier than last week. Saints get it coming off a brutal beatdown by the Bills. Um, yeah, I think the Cowboys turn it around here. Cover a spread. Dallas is four and one against the spread in their last five games on the road. New Orleans is six and one straight up in its last seven games at home against Dallas. Yeah, this is just, I don't know, this is just a tough game. Thursday Night Football, I usually like the underdogs most of the time, but I don't know. Here, I, li- I just like Dallas here. The, it, it, Zeke's everyone, Dak and Zeke are still playing, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I just heard a bunch, of, it had a bunch of COVID issues and things along those lines, but like you said, I knew they were getting Cooper back. Um, uh, I don't know. I just have, I think this team going into New Orleans can just cover the spread. It's not too big. I'm surprised it's not a little bigger, actually, but... Um, I think with all the injuries, that's why we're dealing with this kind of spread. But do yeah. you think do you think with Simeon or uh, with Taysom Hill they're better? I think they're a different offense. I, I just I'm surprised that Taysom Hill wasn't the starter whenever. Um, yeah, they never, they never even gave him a shot. They just no, it went straight to Simeon. Simeon. I was, was like, like, what? Why did they, they just what, sign him for that to that huge deal? Yeah, what? What did he get? Five year or he, they signed him to a huge deal? For what? They don't even play him. Like, yeah. Hold on, I'm looking up his deal. They whenever I just feel like whenever he plays, it's obviously a different offense because he's the kind of player he is, and it's like I don't know what Trevor Simeon ever did to be just like given that role. You know what I mean? Like he's never proved anything. I, I mean, yeah, like who I was, thought with them signing Taysom Hill to that huge deal, he would at least be the backup. Yeah, Taysom Hill signed a unique four-year hybrid type of a contract extension that could be worth anywhere between forty million and ninety-five million. Depending on the position he plays, because he plays like quarterback, yeah, he sometimes plays like five different tight positions. end, he plays yeah. special teams. Yes, yeah, exactly. So I don't know what the point is giving him all that money if you're not going to give this guy a chance at quarterback. He's going to get his shot on Thursday, but already. And next we have the Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. We got the Vikings favored at minus seven, the money line at minus three hundred, and the over under at forty six and a half. Minnesota is five and zero straight up in its last five games when playing Detroit. Detroit is 4-1 against the spread in their last five. Lions lost the first meeting between these teams this year. What do you guys think? 
Detroit's coming back home for this matchup. Uh, NFC North matchup, pretty shitty division. Uh, I'm not a fan of betting on the Vikings as I did last week, and they kind of shit the bed for me against the 49ers. Uh, in this specific yeah, specific game, like you said, Lions 4-1 and one against the spread. Uh, yeah, give me give me Lions plus 7. I don't know why this over-under is so high. I feel like this game can go under. I, I just... Both these defenses are ass, too, so it's like, I don't know. I probably won't be touching that over-under. I just feel like it's a little high. Yeah, last time this, these teams played, Minnesota was obviously home, and what they win, in the last-second field goal? Yeah. I think it was the last-second field goal. I don't know why. It's a divisional matchup. Minnesota's a different team at home. They're, like, their field, like, obviously they play in a dome, and, like, their environment, their fans, like, it is a tough place to play. Yeah. And... I don't know. I just feel like going to Detroit, it's a different matchup. You know what I mean? On the road, they don't have that same environment playing behind them. So it's like, I don't know. I just feel confident. Lions have been covering games 4-1 and one against the spread like I've now said twice. And Jesse said, give me Lions plus 7. Yeah, I like the, I like the Lions plus 7 as well. Love the plus 7. I think it should be 6.5. I think this is the kind of game that should be 6.5. I think it should be like 5.5 to be honest. It should. I, at least 6.5. So if the, t- if the extra point is what determines your bet. Yeah, but, like, you don't really, I don't know, you don't really think about that. I know, but you know what I mean? Like, usually you'd be taking, in a, in a minus six and a half, you'd be, you look more towards the minus six and a half than plus six and a half. At least I do more towards. Yeah, I'm like, with the odds of losing by six and not seven. You'd rather have, like, have it on your side. Than yeah, against, exactly. Obviously. That's why I just like Lions plus seven here. Worst, worst case scenario, I see this pushing. Can't agree more. Alrighty, next we have the Arizona Cardinals at the Chicago Bears. Got the Cardinals favored at minus 7.5, the money line at minus 360, and the over-under at 45.5. Arizona is 5-0 against the spread and straight up in their last five games on the road, coming off of a bye week this week. The total has gone under in eight out of Chicago's last ten games, four out of their last five games at home for the under as well. I like the Cardinals here. Even minus 7.5, I know they're on the road here, but... Coming off a of bye week, you know, they had time to plan for this matchup. I definitely like, like the better team here, covering seven and a half points. Yeah, well, I mean, the team, they have the best record in the NFL, right? If not, they're tied. Yeah, I mean, if you can tell me I can bet on the team with the best record in the NFL coming off a of bye week, I don't care if they're on the road. Uh, they're playing an inferior Chicago Bears team. Yeah, I like I like the Cardinals minus seven and a half here. I, it looks like it should be bigger, and it looks like it's going to go that way at minus 115. Uh, looks like we could see minus eight here soon, but um, I do like Cardinals with the points. Uh, Kyler Murray just continuing his MVP uh, campaign, see what he can do towards the end of the season, but uh, I like Cardinals with the points here. Uh, I don't have too much faith in the Bears at all. Yeah, I agree. Bears, I never like to bet on the Bears. Khalil so. Mack down for the year. Like, yeah, they have nothing really going for them. Yeah. Justin Field, is he playing? I don't know. I think, it's, I think they're back to Andy Dalton. Yeah, well. He played on Thanksgiving. Nothing happened to him. So, unless uh, Justin Fields was out with an injury, right? He was for a little bit, but I don't. I have no idea how long that lasted. I'm getting you an update here. Um, Justin Fields is questionable, so. I'm going to assume that he's all starting. Cardinals minus seven and a half. Yeah. All right, what we got next? All right, next game, we got the Bucks going into Atlanta as 11-point favorites. The money line at minus 560, and the over-under set at 
size. The total has gone over in five out of Tampa Bay's last five games when playing Atlanta, as well as over in five out of the last five games on the road against Atlanta. That's a tough one. Uh, as Mackie said, that uh, that under 50 and a half seems tempting here. Yeah, I really like the under here. Bucks put up 30, 38 points last week. It's hard to do that back-to-back weeks. Kind of agree there. Tampa's five and six against the spread this season, four and one against the spread when the line is double digits. Plus, this is a divisional matchup where the teams have already played against each other, so they already have a feel for what they're going to see. It's hard to beat a team a second time by two touchdowns, you know? Yeah. Wait, so who would you say you like with the points? I like the Falcons with the points. All right. I think I kind of like Bucks with the <clears throat> Yeah, I think I like I like I don't know. It's like you said it's tough to beat a team like in your division for the second time of the year by more than like you said 10 points. Obviously, they're getting an 11 point spread. Um I don't know. I just I can't. The, the Falcons are so bad. I had a, I had the Patriots in that game against the Falcons and oh my god, that was free <laughs> money. That was the easiest pick I've had all season and I've had a couple rough ones, but that was definitely my easiest win of the season. Patriots minus six and a half against Falcons. Uh, I'll just I'll just keep betting against Falcons. Give me the box. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on this, but if I was, just to give a pick, I would say Falcons. Yeah. Alrighty, moving forward, we have the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. Got the Colts favorited at minus nine, the money line at minus three ninety, and the over under at forty five and a half. Indianapolis is 5-0 and against the spread in its last five games when playing on the road against Houston. And the total has gone under in five and out of Indianapolis' last five games when playing on the road against Houston. I do like that over 45 and a half. I just, uh, Colts minus nine is tempting, but there's so many big spreads for away teams this year, this week. Bucks minus eleven, Cardinals seven and a half. I mean, I know that's not like anything to like think about much, but I'm just I like a lot of them, and I don't know that's scaring me away from this one. Yeah, I don't know. Nine points, really heavy favorite, but you're betting on an away team to cover a nine point spread. I mean, Colts are hot, Texans are awful. Just got. What was the score of that game last week against the Jets? They lost by like 10, didn't they? Yeah, I think it was 17. No, it was like 17-10. They yeah, lost, some, by, they lost by like a round of touchdown. Whatever it was. They didn't look good at all. Tyler yeah. Taylor's just not not good. I, I don't I don't know. Colts are going to win this game. Yeah. I think Colts money line are safe in any part of life. But I don't know if I like the points. Jonathan Taylor's been an absolute animal anytime touchdown. I, I've had him. <laughs> I've had him the past. The I've had him the past three weeks. I think I've bet him many time touchdown and with other people. But because if you take him by himself, he's like minus two ten at this point. I was riding him in the early, early on in the season, not as part of my picks. I just Vegas always co- take props and Vegas caught up to you. Yeah, definitely. He was. I was getting him at like plus one ten early in the year, maybe even like minus one thirty because he was the run the starting running back. But oh my god, now he's like minus two twenty. I bet if yeah. I look uh, for this game against. The Texans, I bet he's minus 250 anytime. At least. Definitely. No doubt. Next, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets. We got the Eagles favorited at minus 6.5, the money line at minus 270, and the over-under at 45.5. Philadelphia is 5-0 straight up in its last five games on the road against the Jets. 
also 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games against the Jets. Jets 3-9 and against the spread in their last 12 games, not playing great as of late. What do we think here? I think last week really took the air out of the Eagles' tires. I think they had something good going. They were catching up to Dallas in the division. They needed that win last week, and they just deflated. They lost. They, they crumbled. Jalen Hurts looked like shit. I had faith in them. I had them. I, I, picked I, them. I, I didn't want them to win, but I really thought they were going to win. I didn't think the Giants were going to pull that off. I really thought that three and a half was a good. It was a hit. I, I even if they would have lost by or won by a field goal, I would have felt a lot more better about it. They're just losing outright. Just they look terrible. Unreal. They look so bad. But um, yeah, I don't really think they're gonna bounce back very well here. I like Jets. If this goes to seven, I love Jets. Yeah, I really like the Jets here too. In New York, cold weather in New York. Yeah, I, I like the Jets. Eagles losing back to back weeks in uh, East Rutherford. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I like it. Jets plus seven. Yeah, I just can't bet on the Eagles again. Done with the Eagles. We're burning a lot of bridges with teams. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We just don't like a lot of teams. Fuck the Panthers. Fuck the Vikings. Fuck the Eagles. There was the Raiders for a little bit. I'm back on the Raiders, but... Yeah, we 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 uh we made up with it. Yeah, we're we're back Raiders. with the Raiders. We're cool with the Raiders. Steelers, Steelers are, a bit Steelers are there. If I wasn't a Steelers, I, I can't bet on the Steelers anymore. I'm a Steelers fan. You can't bet on them anymore. No shot. Alrighty, next we have the Los Angeles Chargers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Got the Bengals favorited at minus three. The money line at minus one sixty six, and the over under at fifty and a half. The total's gone under in five out of the Chargers' last five games against Cincinnati, as well as under in four out of their last five games on the road. Bengals 3-2 and two straight up at home this year. Could this possibly be a pre-look at the AFC wildcard matchup of this year? Yes, this could. These, these two teams are just so unpredictable. Um, I don't know. I could also see the Chargers falling off and not making the playoffs by losing like I losing games, losing games term. like this. Like this, is a game they should win. Um, not should win. Like saying that the Bengals are a bad team. Bengals are what seven and four. Yeah, they're actually yeah. Bengals are a legit team, but uh, Chargers need to win games like this. They've they've lost a lot of games that they should have won early on in the year. So at this point in the season, going into Week 13, uh, you go into Cincinnati, which at the beginning of the year, every Chargers fan is probably looking at this game as a big W, not expecting much out of not the Bengals this year. Yeah. Steelers, me, I, but I expected both Bengals games to be a win. We just got swept by the Bengals. So um, Bengals are making a lot of people, you know, look Eat twice at who they are. Yeah, like they're a legit team. I, even me, like I said, they have a terrible defense. Their defense is like. They're winning games, but they're when they win games, they're scoring a lot of points. You know what I mean? Yeah. And last week wasn't a good example winning. What would they win? 41-10 against the Steelers. Like, Steelers only scored 10. Their, de- their defense looked good then, obviously, but Ben helped out a lot with that. Yeah, Ben was just throwing it to him. So, I don't know. I, lo- I like the Bengals here, minus three. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a game where you either look back at the Chargers and say that's where they made the playoffs. Exactly, or that's where the, that's the reason. This is the, the tu- this playoffs. is a huge turning point in the Chargers season. If they want to be a legit playoff team or get a not that bubble team that needs teams to lose at the end of the season, like yeah, dude, the AFC is way too close right now. Yeah, they, especially a, a a conference matchup like this where you can gain ground on someone. Like the Bengals aren't locked in for their division yet. Like I'm I'm not saying the Steelers are in it, but. 
I mean, you still get the Ravens to deal with and the Browns. I mean, if the Browns, if these two teams can get on any type of win streak and the Bengals lose games like this, it can go the complete other way for the Bengals. Yeah, Bengals can't get comfortable either. They're exactly. Not even in first. Both of these teams, this this is kind of a must win for both teams. This is not a divisional Definitely matchup. Definitely way more for the Chargers, but yeah, yeah, Cincinnati needs this one just as well. As bad. Plus they're at home. They, they should win this game. So that's why they get the field goal favor. This the, the game of the week where it's just such an even matchup. The home team gets the field goal. Well, this is just the Chargers. This is just what they do. They yeah. They lose these games. They lose these games. They lose these games. So or they lose by two. I don't think that's going to change. So yeah. Bengals money line. Yeah, I like I like Bengals money line more than the three. Can't disagree there. 166 on the money line for the Bengals. Next, we have the New York Giants at the Miami Dolphins. We have the Dolphins favored at minus four and a half. The money line at minus 205 and the over under at 40 and a half. The total has gone under in five out of the Giants last five games. And the Giants are seven and one straight up in their last game last eight games against Miami. Miami looked like a playoff team last week. Miami looks really good right now. They're on a four-game winning streak. Tua looks better than he ever looked. Jalen Waddle playing best football he's ever played. I mean, how often do you see a team that starts one and seven turn around and go and be four and seven? Not not very often. What are they? Wait, four and seven or five and seven? They've won four straight. They're five and seven. They're five and seven. You don't see that very often. They made a fool out of Carolina last week. Giants are playing well lately. They came off coming off a big win against the Eagles. I still think the Dolphins cover here at home. Yeah, I think the, I, I I was just gonna say that. I do think even though the Giants have been playing good of late, uh, I like the Dolphins. I think this could be a little bit bigger spread. But four and a half, they're like you said, they're just not a good team. They're the record says they're not a good team. They're hot right now, so I'm not gonna fade them. So especially betting when I'm you tell me I'm fading a hot team and my money's on the Giants. So. <laughs> Well, I actually really like that over-under, too. 40 and a half, it's low. So, I have something about that over-under. Both of these offenses are averaging less than 20 points a game this season. I bet you those stats are different as of the last three, four games. But, yeah, I think think there are two hot offenses that are playing well right now. So, I think... uh, Yeah, uh, I like that. What is it, 40 and a half? Yeah. It's 21-20. Yeah. I think Dolphins can score like 27. All right, next we have the Washington football team at the Las Vegas Raiders. We have the Raiders favorited at minus two and a half. The money line at minus 142 and the over-under at 49 and a half. This is a two and a half point spread just because Washington's on a three-game winning streak. And I don't think any of those wins are really credible. So I think I like the Raiders at home here. I know they've. Ben in shambles as of late, but they're coming off a nice win on the road against Dallas. I think they can get a win here. Yeah, I think they can string a couple wins together here. This kind of this kind of game at home, you're, you got to win this game if you're the Raiders. They're yeah. still in a playoff spot in the hunt for a wild card spot right now. I, it's starting to look like the Chiefs are just going to pull away with that division. Yeah, you saw this coming. Yeah. How long were they going to not win games? Yeah, so we were talking about all season long, when are the Chiefs going to get it back on track? They, they got it back on track. They look like the team that they were. Or should be um, the defense could be a little better. This, uh, the addition of Melvin Ingram off the Steelers that helped them a lot. He's looked good. He looked good for the Steelers, and he uh, he just didn't want to play his role. Like he came here to fulfill a role, and he knew what he was coming to do. And uh, like uh, he just wasn't happy. I guess I don't know. So I guess he's gonna go. Can't, he went to Kansas City, and it looks like he's pretty happy there. Having you know having fun playing football again. So I don't know, but 
like I like the Raiders here. I don't think that Kansas City team is still a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl contender. Still, I think that defense holds them back from being a Super Bowl. It, yeah, it would have to. They would have to win playoff games by Mahomes scoring forty. Yeah, like two Tyreek Hill, two Travis Kelseys. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you, you if you have all those guys rolling, I think the Chiefs can win, despite what the defense is doing. I mean, you never, you definitely don't want to be giving up 24 points a game in a playoff game. So, you don't want to ever have to hope you can score 27 to win a playoff game. Uh, We've also seen Mahomes bail out their defense. Exactly, <laughs> time and time again. So, I'm not counting them out. But, yeah, uh, it's looking like they're going to win the division. For sure. The show. Raven right. Steelers. Let's see what we can do here. We have the Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers at 4.30 on Sunday. we got the Ravens favorited at minus 4, the money line at minus 210, and the over-under at 44. Steelers are 14-5-1 straight up in their last 20 games at home, 6-3 straight up in their last 9 against Baltimore, but Baltimore is 4-0-1 against the spread in their last 5 games on the road against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is... The worst team in football. Yeah, they they just they're tough to bet on right now. Um, Dude, Big Ben, how is he an NFL quarterback right now? They look the offense looks the skill positions look fine. It's Ben has looked terrible. The offensive line has looked terrible, and now uh, we got a little COVID problems coming in. T.J. Watt's not look. Uh, I don't think he's going to play in this game. He, he got he's put on the COVID list. Um, I don't know if Joe Hayden's expected back. Not a lot of things going for the Steelers here, and this is kind of where uh, a lot of people have said this is where they make or break their season. Sadly, as a Steelers fan, I see it breaking. Uh, I think as a betting man, it kills me to say this, the smart a, the smart bet would be take Ravens minus four. I feel like it's a lot. Yeah, I, th- I, I think if me and Mackie said it last week, how I said it, mine was totally biased as a Steelers fan. If I, I just did not see them getting swept by Cincinnati and – uh, like we were saying, oh, that's so Steelers come off a huge win or huge loss, scoring all those points in LA. You come, you go to Cincinnati, you kick the shit out of the Chargers, you win outright. Me and you were talking about taking them outright, not even giving them the points. <laughs> and then this week, you literally just said it to me before we started recording. Come on, that's so Steelers to do that. I'm not I, like we, we always say. I yeah, fuck that. Week. I'm not doing it. Yeah, we said it last week. Get I, as a Steelers fan, put take Ravens minus four. It's a smart pick. But I'm waiting to see what the the first half spread for this game is. I think Ravens could come it's out. It's gonna and, be three. I think I think it could be it could be like one and a half. Like no, a weird. No, no, it's always over. A half. It's always always over half the spread. So it'd probably be two and a half or three. You're right. It is always over half the spread. It's gonna be two and a half. I like Ravens first half too. Yeah. I like a little, maybe a little Bengals Ravens money line parlay. Can you click that and see what kind of odds You're you get just on that? Killing your chances at this division. Yeah, as a Steeler fan, that kills me to say it, but as a betting man, I think you've given up. I just think it hits. You've given up one thirty six. I don't know. It's not that worth it. I think it's a hit though. I think it's worth. I, I just like Ravens minus four. As a Steeler fan, I think just take the points. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. I also, being a Steelers fan. Tough, tough over under. Didn't mean to cut you off. Tough over under, though. The total has gone under in seven out of Baltimore's last eight games on the road. The total has gone under in their last seven of eight? Correct. <sighs> I don't like it. Uh... 
That's too. It's forty four. The Ravens. It's too low. Yeah, way too low. Because I can't. Because I don't think the Steelers only score seven or ten here. Like I do think the Steelers can score like maybe 13, 14, 17 points. And that's when I mean I could see the Ravens scoring like thirty. So hey, Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions last week. Yeah, and still won the game. That was crazy. But yeah, this next game, or you, what were you gonna say about this game? I thought you were gonna say something when I cut you off. Alright. Alright, next game we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going into LA facing the LA Rams. Uh Jaguars are gonna be a plus thirteen underdog, plus four ninety on the money line. Uh over under sitting at forty seven and a half. Mm. I don't know. Rams are terrible. This is way too high of a spread for a Rams team. A team that hasn't won a game in a month. Dude, like they're the most overrated team in football and they're still overrated, clearly. Just because they're in LA, but Yeah. I mean, I don't want to bet on the Jags because they're awful, but I this is way too high of a spread. Yeah, I agree. I won't take it, but Jags plus thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, this is a tough one. Like you said, Rams playing terrible as lately. Jags just a bad team overall. The trends I got though are just don't want to read them. The Rams are five and zero against the spread in their last five against Jacksonville. Four and one straight up in their last five against Jacksonville. So. I see the Rams winning this game. I think, but you know, what? yeah, I do. Th- I do think that and you don't take a six seventy money line. So. Yeah, I do. I don't think the Rams lose this game. So, um, with how bad they've been lately, they're gonna they're gonna get things back on track as far as a win. Uh, as far as a cover, I think thirteen is way too big of a spread for them right now. Well, like the for not winning a game in a month, they have to win by fourteen to cover. No, uh, uh-uh. that's not worth it. Yeah, I don't see it happening. And that's enough from that one. Let's jump into another 4:30 game: the San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. We got the 49ers favored at minus three and a half, the money line at minus 176, and the over/under at 45 and a half. San Francisco is five and one straight up in their last six games on the road, four and one against the spread in their last five. The total has gone under in five out of Seattle's last five games. And Seattle is nine and one straight up in the last ten at home against the 49ers. Every time these two teams play each other, I still think of the interview with Sherman. Richard Sherman. Yeah. Sorry, I see really Crabtree. Shot me with a sorry, dude. That that interview was so funny. Um, yeah. Well, his um, his reign didn't last very long. Yeah. When was the last time you heard his name? After he left Seattle, he was done. Yeah. I uh, I love San Francisco minus three and a half here. I love them. It I looks, think the Seahawks look like absolute shit. I also really like the under. It looks like it's going to go to three. Minus three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. three and a half is three. Same thing. You're just going to push. But That's a big push. Yeah. But uh, the under 45 and a half here, I, I really like. I don't think the Niners are one of the most offensive heavy teams in the league. And the Seahawks haven't been doing anything late, lately. That offensive line is... Niners are really a fun team to, to watch. As a Seahawks fan, I will say I'll be watching this game. But actually, I don't know. It's on the same time as the Steeler game. I don't know what I'll be watching. Probably Steeler game. But once the Steelers are down like twenty-one nothing at half, I'll probably flick to this. I like 49ers minus three and a half. But when it goes to three, I, I mean, like you said, that's a big push. So I, I will wait for the three. But I do anticipate that going to three, and I like 49ers. I like that as well. I'm going to have 49ers on my card probably. I think that's a solid pick this week. Oh, Russ at home, though. Russ at home. 
know. That's tough. I don't know. It might make that difference, that three versus three and a half. That, uh, clearly all the money's going for Seattle if it's shifting towards right. going to plus three. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Denver Broncos in Kansas City. We have the Chiefs favorited at minus 10, the money line at minus 460, and the over-under at 47 and a half. Sunday night prime time. Under is 9-2 and two in Denver's last 11. Chiefs are 2-10 and 10 against the spread in their last 12 at home. And Chiefs failed to cover four straight as the double-digit favorite. Too many points. Sunday night underdog didn't hit last week. It did not, but I, I took it, I and it disappointed me. You had Browns, yeah, but and it, they should have. They just that field goal was fucked. That field goal was fucked. They didn't even need to kick it. They could have ran the clock out the whole game. I thought they were going to. That's what the announcer said. Collinsworth was saying, and they have enough time you to run the, clock out. You can run the clock run out. Run the clock out. Maybe so mad. Whatever. Would they That's- kick it on second down? Or, like, they didn't kick it on fourth down. I don't know. I don't know what it was. All I know is that Justin T- Tucker just dropped his cock. I knew he wasn't kick- I knew he wasn't missing that. Yeah, of course not. He hasn't missed one, like, all season, I don't think. <sighs> Fuck. That was a terrible well, hit. Whatever. That was... What? It's hit every week but two. That was Vegas telling Justin Tucker to kick the fucking ball. Yeah. But, uh, it's That's that's now what? Hit every week but two. Yeah. That week and... What did it hit? Miss. It missed, like, week one. Because it was, like, Rams versus the Bears, and the Rams blew him out. You're right. I think that's exactly, you are 100% that's exactly right. what it was. It was yeah. seven and a half points spread, and they won like by like 14. Yeah, no, they won by like 30, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. All righty, and final slate this week. Monday, prime time, the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. We have the Bills favorited at minus two and a half. The money line at minus 152. The over-under at 43 and a half. Money line at plus 128 for the Patriots. What do we think here with and the Patriots being 5-0 and on the road this season and 5-0 and against the spread in their last five. What do we think here, gentlemen? I think this is an absurd over-under. I think it should be a lot higher. That Both these offenses are overpowering in the past few weeks. I think it'd be a shootout. Not a lot of defense, just a lot of... You know Bill Belichick knows how to get points. I love the Patriots with the over. I mean, you can't bet against a team that's – they're the hottest team in football right now, hands down. I'll just take their money line. Uh, two and a half, that's pointless. Give me the money line. Two and a half is not pointless. You know that. It's not, time but – Time and time over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, though, it looks like it's going to three, so I'll probably wait for the plus three, honestly. Minus 102, yeah, like it could do it right now. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't like the Bills here. I need them to win for my futures bet. This is a huge oh game God, for your futures huge. bet. By the way, that this is the one in Buffalo too. Yeah, they have to play again after this. So yeah, but I'm saying this is the one they're home. I don't know they have to win this. By the way, that futures bet is for the Bills to win the division. Yeah, we can't just talk about that. No one knows. Yeah, I had to, you know, yeah. throw that in there. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. I, I, I like Patriots at the points here, though. I think this is going to be a great Monday night game. I'm excited for it. That over 43 and a half is a little intriguing as well. But it is I just think it's so low. Right. I just think it's so low. Patriots defense is good, though. I could see like this being a kind of game where Josh Allen like shits the bed, kind of like everyone questions his MVP kind of campaign type thing. You know what I mean? Like two Come picks. On, Come on. I I know. I'm just telling you what I think. I, 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 
I don't think the I can over unders is that I always think it's either going to be a twenty, like a, it's going to end up being like a twenty, twenty points like, over, yeah, or like seventy five, yeah. Like, there's never like forty five or forty six, yeah. Like, and it always lands on if it's forty three and a half, it's going to land on forty three or forty five, yeah, or forty four. But yeah, I like Patriots definitely with the points. Uh, I might I might have to play with that over under. I like the over, but I might have to think about that one. I like the over as well. And that's going to do it for the slate this week. Stay tuned for the team card as well as, as well as the individual cards from everybody. Stay tuned. All righty, and now it's time for the part of the podcast for each of our individual cards. No team card this week. None of our picks coincided with each other's. So let's start with mine. I got 49ers minus 3.5, Broncos plus 10, the Buccaneers minus 11, and the Lions plus 7, and over 42.5 in the Bills and Pat. Patriots game. Alrighty, and for my portion of the uh, card, I like Ravens minus four against my Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, kills me to say it, but I also like the Broncos plus 10, and I like the Pats plus three on Monday Night Football, and I like the over in that game as well. Bills, Pats, over 42 and a half. Uh, four picks, a little Sunday afternoon action, Sunday night, and some Monday Night Football. So, Hoping I can go 4-0, see what I can do. Bounce back week for me. Did good on Thanksgiving this Sunday, not so hot. But um, stay tuned to the Instagram, see what actually ends up on all of our cards for sure. Um, as with a couple of these COVID cases and stuff going on with the Steelers, I'm not sure what I'm feeling about that Ravens minus four. But for now, it's going to be on my card. So that's my. those are my picks for now, those four. I like those picks, Huff. Me personally, I got the Bucks and Falcons under 50, point, 50 and a half. I got the Dolphins minus four and a half. I got the Lions plus seven. The Vikings and the Lions under 46 and a half. And I have the Raiders minus two and a half. The 49ers and the Seahawks under 45 and a half. And then the Ravens minus four. So I went heavy this week, but hoping I can go five and two, six and one, you know, help my record out a little. Yeah, I like those picks. I like all those. Uh, those over-unders, I like those. Alrighty, and this is the part of the podcast we get into some hockey talk. We have a guest joining us for some NHL talk. A uh, former West Virginia Mountaineer teammate of mine with the uh, W hockey team, Addison Collins. Welcome to the podcast, my buddy. How you doing? Great to be on. You know, uh, it's good to be here and talk about some hockey. Uh, you know, I've been a part-time hockey player my whole life, full-time beauty, so... I got a lot of experience. Uh, I know that we got a big game going on tonight with the Pens versus Oilers. Uh, I figure we should jump into that right away. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say anything else, or you just want to get right into the pod? Let's just uh, let's start with let's start with you, Huff, and uh, let's see uh, kind of how you're feeling about this. I know that's your hometown team. Well, you know, you got a little bias coming here, so. Yeah, uh, Penguins coming into this game, a plus 106 money line on FanDuel, uh, Edmonton minus 128 on the money line, you can get the puck line for Edmonton plus 190, Penguins plus one and a half is going to be minus 240, um, I don't know, I like Edmonton here, I just think, I think everything's clicking for the Oilers at the right time right now, they're just, they have everything going for them, Dreisaitl and McDavid look good, McDavid's actually just snapped that streak, uh, but I don't know. This is a tough, tough one to go for me against the Penguins. I actually like the Oilers to score the first goal in this game. You can get that at minus one twenty. So I do like any of those. But Oilers, like you said, what's their record in the past? How many? They're four and one in their last five on a four-game winning streak. So yeah. So 
everything's they're rolling right now. And then they're going home, probably the Penguins. Penguins, uh, they're so inconsistent right now. It's just kind of hard to say with them. I can't believe that over under six and a half. I don't know. I kind of believe it. Oilers. But... Yeah, it's two good teams. You're right. I'm just very interested in that. I don't know if I, th- I think it, I see it being an under. I see a 3 2 game. Addison, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking Oilers might put up a bunch. Uh, I know Jari's been a little bit hot recently. He's finally starting to, you know, figure himself out here. But uh, I just don't see, you know, him able to, you know, hold that down tonight. I know Oilers are, you know, you have the two best scores in the NHL right now, and uh, you know they keep doing this whole McDavid versus Crosby kind of matchup, and Crosby just hasn't been it this year. Uh, he's only played <laughs> about half the games, and I just don't know if he's going to be able to bring it. I agree. Yeah, coming into this game, Oilers averaging 3.75 goals a game, uh, 2.95 against. Penguins scoring 2.8 goals a game with 2.59 against. Uh, And like you said, yeah, Jari has been hot lately. Uh, Coming off, as you said, uh, basically they lost in a shootout or overtime. I think it was a shootout to Calgary this last game. But uh, tough game against Montreal, that loss. They looked bad. Third period got out of hand. Um, It was 1-0 for a while. Me and Jesse were at that game, and – we got in the third period, and all of a sudden, I look at the score, and it's six three. So, but before that, Jari was rolling. I mean, we were we were winning. We won one nothing against the Islanders, four one against Vancouver, three one in Winnipeg. So, I mean, this team's capable of winning games whenever everyone's out and you know counting them out. But uh, in this specific game, I just think I, I think the Oilers are going to have everything clicking for them tonight. I can see like like you said. Uh, I don't know. I could see maybe high scoring like four five, four. Two. I was going to say five two four one. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling that 4-1 uh, kind of look as well. I think they might pop one in, but I know uh, I believe they're without rust tonight, so you know that's one of their top scores. Uh, I could see maybe uh, Crosby finally putting one in here <clears throat> after not doing anything for a while. So you know, only time will tell. Yeah, I do think I do think Crosby could get one here. It, Brian Rust is on the injured reserve. Uh, Simone's day to day, and Brian Boyle is going to be out for this game. As far as the Oilers, Duncan Keith still out on the injured reserve, and Cody CC, the former Penguins, going to be out for this game. So, um, I don't know. I just, as a Penguin fan, I do like I do like the Oilers here. So, I think I think they could be a little more of a favorite, but that just shows that uh, Vegas knows how legit of a team the Penguins can be, even on the road. So, um, I think if you can get, I, I really like the Oilers at minus one twenty eight on the money line. Some other news around the league. Islanders return to practice after COVID-19 pause, missing two games, scheduled to host the Sharks on Thursday. Looking forward to seeing the Islanders back. Addison, how do you feel about your uh, Jackets? They have a pretty good start to the season. Yeah, Jackets, uh, you know, they had a pretty good start. Um, their goalie's doing pretty well. Uh, you know, we signed Mers- him to Mers- big, Mers- uh, Elvis Merz-Lincolns. Yeah, we, we signed him to a, a big deal at the beginning of the year. Uh, I think he'll... Keep doing what he's been doing. He has a pretty good save percentage. Uh, I think he's around 10th in the league in save percentage. Uh, I think a problem with their team is just they're so young. Um, You know, when you have those forwards that just don't know really how to finish, uh, you know, they have basically two solid defensemen. It's tough to have, you know, a consistent hockey team out there. That's like the Rangers the last two or three years. They finally figured it out this year, though. Oh yeah, they're killing it. Uh, that that yeah, goalie they got was Shesterkin. He's 
He's up there right now. Yeah, they're playing so well. That's like I told you at the beginning of the year. I was like, Rangers going to be sick this year. And you thought, you said coming into this year. Every year I you, say the same thing. I, say you, I, I know what year. you mean. When you're a fan of the team, it's different. You're like, I know what's going to happen. Everyone, All the hype's coming. We're just going to shit the bed again. But no, the Rangers are legit this year. Yeah, they're definitely legit. Oh, make a run. We got any uh, MVP can- or uh, MVP? Uh- I mean, as far as uh, MVP, I mean, obviously the two front runners, you got to look at uh, McDavid and Ovechkin. If uh, if Ovechkin has a 50 goal year, there's no way that they won't put him up as MVP. He's uh, he's just so old in the league now. He's uh, you know, still being able to put up yeah, those numbers. That's he's huge. averaging uh, like 0.68 goals a game, which is like his highest in his career. And then you have uh, you have the the league blunder here, the Seattle Kraken. Probably go down as the worst uh, expansion team yeah, ever. Brubauer is an absolute joke in that. Uh, you know, both their goalies are not very good. Uh, you know, the whole the whole thing was they wanted to build a team where uh, they would be able to build up as the year went on, and then you know they looked at the Golden Knights and said, "We don't want to just build a a great team from the start. We want to have these draft picks and stuff." And you know, it's really come back to hurt them. You look at how good the uh, Golden Knights have been, and then you look at where the Kraken are, and you know, who polar opposites yeah i think they tried to like outsmart the system and it's not going to work out for them yeah they should have just did exa- like addison said exactly what vegas did the, i mean they pretty much like everyone knew everyone basically said going into this expansion draft all the same thing's going to happen uh seattle's going to get this sick team the expansion drafts rigged it's built to you know what i mean make a sick team which vegas got lucky they did get a sick team handed to them for no reason but Seattle, I mean, what were the changes made? Like, I didn't think they made any significant changes. Was it just dudes, like, better guys were getting protected? Like, obviously, I know the Penguins were in the situation with Flurry where they had to unprotect him. But, like, Florida was in the position with the goalie Dreger where they couldn't protect him. They had to p- protect Spencer Knight and Bobrovsky. That's why we're saying, like, Seattle just tried to out. Like, they didn't take the best possible players. Yeah. They, they- that's why I'm like so confused. I thought they were going to be a sick team. I really did. I thought they were going to be like well, an they, average grinding team that's just like in that division. That division's not good. So they should be winning games. They're playing like Vancouver and they're playing like, I mean, at the beginning of the year, if you would have told me you get to play Edmonton or not Edmonton, Anaheim, like six, six to eight times a year, whatever, like those should be wins. Like, I mean, Anaheim doesn't, didn't look good going into this year. They look like a complete different team this year. The so young stars are showing up. Um, Yeah. I just think I think Seattle, like you said, they're definitely the, one of the, if not the worst team in the league. You can't count Arizona out when you're talking about the worst team in the league. But um, yeah, I do like the. Uh... All right, Addison. So give me uh, the, your prediction on the Presidents Trophy winner and the Stanley Cup matchup. Uh, so the Presidents, uh, I, I think the the Caps might pull it off here and pull away. Uh, that Metropolitan Division's kind of weak. Um, you know, minus the Rangers and the Hurricanes, those next five teams have quite an advantage over. Uh, but as far as, you know, coming out of each division, I think the Rangers might actually come out of the Metro and have to play the Panthers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, I see, I think the Preds might do it this year, go to the, the Western Conference Finals and play against the Oilers. I think McDavid's going to pull that off. Uh, but then I think... Uh, you know, I think the Preds are going to make it to the Stanley Cup and they're going to end up playing the Panthers and Panthers are going to take it from them. 
Did you just say you think, you think the Nashville Predators are going to go to the Stanley Cup? I'm, I'm calling it. It's a bold move, but, uh, you know, they've been building that team for a while. They have uh, some young talent that's really good. And, you know, when you have a goalie that's been doing pretty good and, you, you know, he's only got room to grow, uh, you know, that's where we're moving. I hope you're right. I hope you can clip. We can clip this in May or whenever the cup is, and quote you on this, saying the Nashville Predators at a plus six thousand underdog to win the cup against the Panthers, nonetheless. Yeah, against the Panthers. If you call this, I swear, dude. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think Soros is ha- going to have a big year this year, and I think uh, Soros is sick. He's good. He's a good goalie. He, you know, he's been kind of slow uh, to get good, and I think this is going to be his year where he really shows his stuff. Preds are plus 2,800 to come out of the Western Conference. No, to win the division. To win the division. They're 2,800 to win the division. They're probably like plus 5,000 to win the Western Conference. They're 6,000 to win the Cup. Well, if you believe it, then you should lock it in now. Yeah, you should bet that if you actually think that could happen. I'll have to, get my, I'll have to call my bookie up, get it on. Yeah, that's illegal. You use FanDuel. I'll, I'll have to punch it in on FanDuel. All right, let's look in. Let's look at some of these cup odds, the outright cup odds. Obviously, the favorite's going to be the Colorado Avalanche plus six hundred. Uh, then you got the team that you said is going to win it: Florida Panthers plus nine hundred, Tampa Bay plus nine hundred, Vegas or a thousand, and Toronto twelve hundred to round out that top five. Mackie, who are you liking there? Rangers plus twenty four hundred. No, I'm kidding. They're they're having a really good year, and but they're not going to win a cup this year. Both of our teams are the same odds. That's ridiculous. We're tied with the Jets. That's Fuck just the Jets. Fuck <laughs> the Jets. Caps plus 1,600. That could be a good bet. I don't think Boston has any value this year. Not no, at all. That 1,400 is weird. What do you think about uh, Edmonton at plus 1,500? McDavid getting his first cup? I don't think he'll get his first cup, but I think he will win that division. Yeah, I, I could see I could see him going to the Western Conference Finals. Last year was so set up dude, for they, the Oilers. They just have to they have to win a they've never he's dude. Never last a, year was so set up for the Oilers and they got swept by the Jets. Yeah, they he, he they're not good in the playoffs. He can't perform in the playoffs. Teams learn how to shut him down in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's the only player that they have to worry about other than Drysaddle, obviously. But like, Oilers need surrounding help. They don't have it right now. They don't have so a goalie. Just, he's their goalie. They've never Cor- had a good Corpus- goal. Corpusalo. Yeah. Mike Smith is gone, so. You know, I, they Talbot. They went to Mike Smith. Yeah. Corpusalo. Teams up here I see no value in this season are Vegas, Boston. Why not Vegas? <sighs> Vegas is injured, dude. They got a lot of it, people coming back. Patrick I, I like any of those top three could win it. Obviously. But I don't know. I Vegas was my pick at the beginning of the year, so it's tough to go against them. I just – I. Toronto's not getting out of the first round. Boston, I don't think there's value in there. Uh, Carolina's another sneaky one, fourteen hundred. That's tempting. Yeah, they're too they're too young. I don't see them winning the cup. Yeah, they could get they could make a run, but Edmonton fifteen hundred. Like you said, Capitals that kills me. Say as a Penguins fan, I'm not gonna be taking that one. But honestly, val- if you want to talk value, either our teams twenty four to one. If you think any of those three can get there, twenty four or the Blues. We're talking about the Blues. I didn't notice that. Like anything two thousand plus two thousand or more on a futures bet, if you hit that, like it's insane. It doesn't even matter what you put on it. Just the just the fact that you call that that far in advance is just 
Like, at least for me. I love being Unreal, like, dude. yeah, Unreal. I predicted that. You know what I mean? Like, Addison, your jackets are plus 10,000 if you want to sprinkle that right now. Yeah, the, I don't think they're making it to the playoffs this year. <laughs> you never know. Jackets to make the playoffs. Yes, plus 310. No, minus 450. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no thought on that, Addison? I mean, uh, basically, you figure it's going to come down to that uh, Jackets versus Penguins matchups uh, when they play each other because, you know, they're only a point behind. So, and Pens actually have two more games played. Yeah, it's a little early in the season, though. Those are some late games, right, Addison? Yeah, I believe uh-huh. they're. Uh, we always play Columbus really late in the year January, February, and March. Uh huh. We always play them the last three months of the season. Addison, we're going to have to slide to one of those games. Yeah, definitely. I was talking to Jesse about that already. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll make it happen. All righty. And that's going to do it for us here on Hit the Books Podcast. We're happy to have Addison here. We're happy to have a great week with the NFL. Looking forward to some good NHL games as well. Anything else to say there, gentlemen? No, nothing Nothing else for me. Big week coming. Week 13 in the NFL. A lot of hockey talk this week. I like to get into that. Uh as all former hockey players coming from us, I think it's nice to switch things up and talk some hockey. So um, not much else to say. Week 13, let's get to it. Make some money this weekend. Uh, let's go. Yeah, let's just hope we have a winning week. Addison, thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. We'll have to get this. We'll have to arrange this again as, uh, as we move later into the football season. Your Cleveland Brownies maybe having a playoff year. Yeah, they really need this bye week. Yeah, they do. And that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms. Instagram at hitthebooks.pod. Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod. Website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.